0: Welcome back to the Jesus in L.A. podcast. I'm your host, Callie Cheely, and I'm so excited that you're tuning in. In today's episode, I'm continuing a conversation I had with producer Ralph Winter. We talked about what he looks for in a script, and he gave a great glimpse at an artist's perspective on art and its significance. So if you've ever interacted with a piece of art and wondered what on earth was going on inside the artist's head, this episode might be a great place to start for you. Ralph had some challenging perspectives that led me to a greater appreciation for the filmmaking process, and I hope they do the same for you. Here's Ralph Winter. So as somebody who is, I mean, the engine running behind the production of a lot of these films that are coming out, um, what, what do you see in a script or what in your films is kind of the common theme of what you're trying to promote? Like, what are the messages that are important to you that People hear through the films that you're a part of.
1: Let me just, you know, preface that by saying that specifically, I don't want to make movies with a message. Hmm. Movies are about entertainment. <laughs> I want to entertain you. I, like I want that. you to be moved. I want you to to understand something about the human condition, or to go on a journey. Particularly in a movie, it's about going on a journey with a hero or characters, and I want you to feel something. Whether it's laughter or pain or anger or disgust or, you know, there's, it's about entertainment. It's about telling you a story that'll make you laugh, that'll make you cry. And that's what I primarily look for. Now, underlying that entertainment value is generally a message, is generally something that the artist is trying to say. And so... That becomes important as well, but I'm not, if you want to make propaganda, you can make a documentary. You can make something else. I'm not interested in doing that. I'm not interested to be clear. I'm not interested in evangelizing the world through film. Mm -hmm. That's not the way to do it. That's not the vehicle. That's not going to change people. 0.0001% of the movie going audience made a decision about Jesus, after watching Passion of the Christ, that's not the vehicle. Mm-hmm. That's not the way to do it. That's not, it's, it's a, it's a product. It's a piece of entertainment. Um, so I'm primarily interested in that entertainment value. If it doesn't, if I'm making a comedy and it doesn't make you laugh, I failed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the message is. I failed. Same thing with, you know, a story that's meant to give you some historical perspective or help you understand the Armenian genocide with the movie, The Promise with Christian Bale. If we haven't achieved that, then any underlying message is worthless in terms of trying to change your mind about something. So the first thing is about, to me, is about the entertainment value. You know, is there something there that's worthwhile? Is it worth my time? Is it worth my two hours to go see this movie? And and then along the way, yeah, there may be other, you know, subtext values that are being transmitted in the storytelling that might be useful nuggets or things to talk about or things to, you know, wrap your head around or talk about. Generally, for me, those are more questions than they are answers. Mm -hmm. I think most artists are about wrapping up the questions that they haven't figured out. And sometimes the making of the movie or the painting of the art piece or the sculpture is working out those questions. Not sure how it's going to end. Not sure exactly what it all means, but questions. So I want to come out of a movie with more questions than answers that drive me to Starbucks to talk about what that is, why that is. Am I that way? Are you that way? How can we be different? You know, to me, that's far more compelling than coming out with a three-point agenda like I got to go do this. Mm I'm not interested in doing that. I'm not interested in doing that in church. I'm not interested in doing that in in life. I can read a book about that stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to be challenged. I want to I want to think. I want to think for myself, and and um, you know I want to weigh that against what I've been taught.
0: Wow, that's so cool. It's making me think. How often too is the Bible doing the same thing, and we as All modern time. Americans have such a hard time with it. <laughs> Yeah. we just want Paul to tell us exactly what to do. We don't want to mess with the Old yeah. Testament and try to figure out how we yeah. should walk away with it and wrestle with those questions. So it's so cool to hear you say the same thing about film
1: if if you read, you know, if you want an, if you want something that says, well, I just got to read this thirty minutes a day and and follow this plan and then I'll be a better person. Well, okay well, If that makes you feel better, great. But that doesn't challenge me. That's not interesting mm-hmm. to me. and I don't and I think. Frankly, that's not interesting to most of the world. Mm-hmm. That's not the way the world lives. And and you know, if you if you dig in even a little deeper to me, most of the world is dark and hard, mm-hmm. and life is hard. We're privileged where we are, and most of the stories in the Bible are dark and hard. Uh, David the centerpiece of the old Testament killed a man. The most popular parable Jesus tells is the prodigal son, where it opens with the son going to the father and saying, I want you dead. I want my inheritance. Now, these are dark stories, which is why I think these stories resonate over the thousands of years, because people can relate to that. They're unvarnished. They're simple. They're, Hmm. they're, how people experience life and we're sometimes too much on the happy side of everything would be better if you just accept Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's not my experience. It's not just easier. It's harder. It's more to think about. It's more to struggle with. How do I act? How do I, how do I, you know, treat people? How do I, what do I do with what I believe? So yeah, I'm 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 looking for an entertainment value primarily and then uh, how what else is there in subtext that's going to make an added value for a, an audience member to come and experience what we're doing.
0: Wow. That's a lot to think about.
1: Yeah, it is. It's rolling around in your head all the time.
0: Wow. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you have a really busy day. But if before we go, I could just ask you kind of to sum up, um, how can American Christians, whether that's as individuals who are passionate about um, just what's going on in Hollywood or as churches, um, as somebody who is working in the entertainment industry, what's the best way that either an individual Christian or a church could support um, you or people like you or like collectively as a group? Like for people who are interested in this, but very disconnected from it, what's the best way that they can get involved?
1: There is no doubt in any church that you're in that there are students and kids who are artists and storytellers and uh, involved in the media in your church in some fashion you print a bulletin, or if you don't print the bulletin, somebody puts it up on a slide screen or somebody puts it up on a monitor. Somebody's making that media. Somebody's doing that. Somebody's making a podcast. And I think one of the greatest things the church can be doing now, individually and corporately, is encouraging those students and kids to do their art and believe in them and support them. Too often the church has abandoned it saying, well, that's, you know, that's the devil. That's the devil box. That's, you know, that's not what we believe and you shouldn't do that. And you shouldn't go into that business. The greatest thing we can be doing is playing the long game and encouraging our younger constituents to participate and learn and try and not make mistakes. It's okay. Play the long game, encourage them so that they'll be around in 20, 30 years to help change the face of how we tell stories and the kinds of stories that get told. Um, They need encouragement. And unfortunately, what happens in the church is they try to exercise those gifts and no one wants to support them. And so they leave. Mm. And they they leave that community, most importantly. They leave that community to find acceptance and encouragement elsewhere. Mm. And we should be doing that inside of the church and making an effort to understand them and we're not doing that so there's there's kids that are doing it and there's colleges i'm doing some speaking this weekend at biola college biola university you know about the same thing and it's uh that's i think what the greatest need is that i would see right in front of me is that we need to encourage people there's Mm -hmm. not enough if you want to have an influence you've got to be engaged and you've you know, the culture where it is. And you can't do that haranguing them or preaching to them from a distance. You've got to be involved.
0: Wow. So
1: get involved, you know, encourage the kids. And you should have people around you that encourage you in what you're doing in terms of exploring the questions, doing a podcast. And it's not just financial, that could be helpful, but it's, you know, you want to create a community where people feel comfortable to express themselves and that art. And they're, you know, taught, um, you know, how to participate. So,
0: wow, very wise words. I'm not not gonna lie, that's not what I expected to hear you say. So that's really cool. Cool. Um, that's good. Well, I don't need to take up any more of your time, Mister Winter. I know that you're so incredibly busy today, but thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me. I just loved hearing yeah. your thoughts, and I hope everybody else is excited to hear them too.
1: Good. All right. All the best to you.
0: Thank you so much.
1: All right. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye.
0: I'm so thankful that Mr. Winter took a half hour out of his busy day of shooting to share those perspectives with us. Was anyone else surprised by anything he said? And if we've learned anything from Karen and Ralph, it's that being part of God's work in Hollywood is a lot easier than you might've thought. I wonder if what he said reminded you of anyone in particular in your life. If so, maybe God is calling you to reach out to them today. Thank you so much for listening today. And as always, if you have any questions or comments, you can reach me at Jesus Podcast at gmail.com. See you next time.